Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the wizarding world. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 28 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, The Missing Mirror. I have feelings. <laughs> But first, we want we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to join the conversation. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, you know, whoop de whoop and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on with her special, you know, flair for commentary in the middle. Um, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscrate.org. And now for Wizard Team News. (laughs) We will be at LeviosaCon. It is June 27th through the 30th in Los Angeles at the Lowe's Hotel. There are still tickets available if you want to go all four days. There are day passes. Um, sign up to their newsletter. They just like let you know um, what you could expect from each day. I just saw it earlier today. Um, so if you want to do like more family fun stuff, Thursday is a good day for the day pass. If you want to see us do with our team live, I believe that's on Saturday. I'm not a, I have to double check. Yeah. I think but, that's what it said, but I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't know what time yet. We don't know what time, but it's a Saturday. So if you want to get the Saturday pass, you can come. CSD with a team live. Um, the schedule should be coming out soon ish, I think. So you can, you know, take a gander and then go look at it. You know, fun yeah. stuff. It'll be cool. I'm excited. Um, also, this is the last week to take our survey. We've got a good number of people. I haven't been on the, the tweets as much because this month has been a journey. Um, but girl. <laughs> but um thank you to the folks who have taken the survey um and if you haven't yet please do so you have i guess like till the end of may um and then we'll like look at all the stuff and like you know have our meeting and figure out what our futures i mean you know we have ideas but like just things that we want to prioritize and all that so um, yeah we are getting dangerously close to the end of the books of wizard team. So like if you're a patron in this chat, um, you know, the Wednesday live stream will be changing or Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. When do we do this? Monday slash Sunday. Um, but the recording stream will be changing. And if you have thoughts about what you want, you know, that to look like in the future. Right. Yeah. Thinking about survey. like, I guess we probably, yeah. And also, like, if you haven't, if you took the survey already, but you have new ideas, like, it's all anonymous. Like, you yeah. know, if you want to take, take it again, again. And, add, and add new things, that's fine. Um, but yeah, like, we have this, this year is, like, definitely a year for a lot of change. So, 
there's a lot of things that we can do. We just have to figure out what those things are. And like, yeah. you know, in what order are we doing them? Yeah. So, like yeah. the, you know, time travel podcast is going to happen. <laughs> uh, Patronus <laughs> and Cheering Charm. Shout out to our new Patronuses, um, Robin. Oh, uh, not but, Thank you. Uh, and Brianna, which is actually hilarious because now I think about it, like Robin and Brianna. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> swear to God, it's not a pseudonym. Um, Brie, I think, is in the chat or Brie will be at some make point. It in the ch- chat tonight. But oh, okay. She is a, she's upset about it, but um, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we appreciate y'all. Uh, another one. Um, win, 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 no matter what. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to y'all. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Previously, we don't have any magical birthdays. So previously on Wizard Team, we um escaped on a dragon. Um, and then we landed in some random place, but just like you know, in safety, we landed safe and sound. Um, Harry gets a look into the um, very confident and self-affirming mind of one Tom Riddle. Uh, Listen, Tom, Thomas, Thomasy mm-hmm. Riddle um, said, I am the reason for the season. Yes. And like, okay. you know, you know, gas yourself up. Maybe not. Love, love you like like Tom loves himself. Perhaps, As RuPaul says, probably, if you, know, you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Right. The thing is, Tom so, is incapable of love, but you know. Well, no, it's, it's he's in, he's capable of self love, and I think that we should all, Ew. you know, just just you know, I don't know. Think we should go that far because, as we know, he's a wizard supremacist, and him loving himself also means that he murders lots and lots of people. So you know, yikes. But just, you know, come up with your own, like, affirmations. You know, wake up in the morning and you're just like, I is kind. Mm-hmm. I is smart. I is important. And, like, boom. You're out there. You're in here. Um, hopefully it'll boost your confidence. Um, Tom is already doing that work. I mean, he said, listen... I might have been a little bit sloppy when I was young. Not practicing occlumency. So he lets it slip that the last Horcrux is at Hogwarts. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like, well, we got to go to Hogwarts then. No time for naps. No time for food. We just got to be out. So with some pumpkin juice in their stomach, they apparate. Um, DJ says that she loves this chapter, which, I mean, yes, there are some great things. But all this chapter to me is this frustration with Harry Potter. Really? Harry James Potter. It's interesting because I didn't have, I mean, I guess we'll like, you know, we'll read it or whatever, but I didn't have like, I don't know, not like strong feelings. I had, I don't know. We'll get there. I'm not sure. We'll get there. I, yeah. I, didn't have I mean, it's definitely, it's a, it's one of those chapters that's, it's a, um, a build up chapter, a lead into. Yeah. Bit, like you know, what's about bit, to actually, what's yeah. about to happen? But all of that, like building blocks and like the callbacks to older things. Yeah, no, just, I feel that. 
Um, cool. So let's take a break for our sponsors. All right. Hey. <laughs> cool. So, so that's that on that. Uh-huh. Do all the things that we said in those ads. Mm-hmm. And let's do this. Let's get into it. Uh, so chapter 28, The Missing Mirror. Uh, so they operate into Hogsmeade. Harry's having all these, like, nostalgic moments that then turn into, yikes, me and Dumbledore were just on this very same street last year at this time. So that's, you know. Um, as someone who's kind of going through this right now, it is very annoyingly frustrating when you're having a happy memory. Yeah. <laughs> and then reality is like, hey, but guess what? Everything is awful. <laughs> Remember? And you're right. like, fuck. Damn. Like, but, but it was like, but we were right there. I was, we were right there. Why I couldn't I just it. live in this for a little longer? Yeah. Why not? Life petty. Petty bitch. She lives for drama. Um, so as that's all happening they land and then the air is rent by a scream that sounded like Voldemort's when he realized the cup had been stolen um, the door of the three broomsticks bursts open and a dozen cloaked hooded death eaters dash into the street their wands aloft um, they're like already there's too many of them to stun so they're still under the invisibility cloak but can't like really they were kind of almost quickly surrounded um, one of the Death Eaters is like, Accio Cloak. Uh, Harry seizes the folds, but it makes no attempt to escape because it's a hollow. Right. You know it is like, I'll I'm come to you. One. Who is you? I sin, I sin for you. You don't sin you for don't me. You don't sin for me. Okay. No one like, gave you my number. I don't even know who you are. Mm-mm. Trying to summon me. Right. Summon? Summon me? The like, cloak? Come on. Death's own cloak? You... Death's, death's own. <laughs> death's own. Like this, wow. She, the god. I am you know? couturier, one of a kind. <laughs> How dare. Like just the the like. What is the gall? The the hubris. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That was the word. <laughs> just like whiff. Who are you? Um, I do also want to point out that Harry, Ron, and Hermione, you're not running around ducking behind random stuff without an invisibility cloak they just used earlier in that day. Just, you know. They are, in fact, under an invisibility cloak. Also, sorry, if you follow me on Twitter, um, shout out to Mama Koki. Uh, She asked the question, (laughs) when do they have the time to rebuild the borough, <laughs> which sent me on a spiral. The answer is they don't. They don't. <laughs> they burn it down, and then later, like next week, they're ready they just, for a wedding. They're ready for a wedding. Oof. It's you know, she said they could have at least fixed it up a little bit. Nah, they built the exact same borough with the exact same flaws. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. The yeah. movies are adaptations. Yes. In the loosest sense of the word. Yes. Um, so yeah, so the, the hollow, the cloak, death's own, is like, no. No. Not today. Uh, six, so six Death Eaters run toward them. Harry, Ron, and Hermione back as quickly as possible down the nearest side street. Um, and Hermione's like, we should just leave. Like, this was a bad idea. 
um, Harry's like they were ready for us, but I'm like, but didn't they know that? That's that's the one thing. It's like, this is the thing about the Wizarding World being so out of touch with the Muggle world is that in 1998. Law and Order was alive and kicking. <laughs> and there's, you know, procedurals can tell you a lot about how to, like, go about life. Um, in 1998, NYPD Blue was a hit. Um, Alias, which is all about spies, was a big deal. I think. That might have been early 2000s. I don't know. And it was on when I was little, so I figured <laughs> in that time frame. Anyway, James Bond. That's British. There you go. Like, you have people, you know? Like, Game of Thrones wasn't on, right? But, like, right. You, you have your network of spies, your whisperers. Like, the Order when, of Phoenix probably used to have that. They are now not about, they have like 10 people and just trying their best. That's all that they can do. I mean, <laughs> so, like, for me, though, it's just that, like, Harry like, saw I this. I feel like. My thing is with Harry is him being surprised. I don't know that he's surprised, but it sounds like he's surprised that they were waiting for him for them. He saw in Voldemort's mind when he was like, I have to double or like strengthen security at Hogwarts. So like, and saying that like, there's a point where he literally is like, he won't be able to get into Hogwarts without folks knowing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, what did you expect? Yeah, so it says it would be, this is back in the last chapter, it says it would be impossible for Potter to, in, to, to enter Hogsmeade without detection. So it's like, you should just assume that you're going to walk in and they're going to detect you because Voldemort already said, y'all going to be detected. And then when you detect it, you're like, oh snap, they were ready for us this whole time. Yes! He already done told you that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't get that part, but like, I do appreciate the, ten- like, not to say that there was any other way for them to, like, Enter Hogsmeade, just yeah. that they shouldn't have been surprised by. What I mean, but there really was because, in the same way that you cannot operate into Hogwarts and people walk to Hogsmeade to operate, you could mm-hmm. operate to the Forbidden Forest, maybe or maybe no, the Forbidden, Forbidden Forest, Forest is I think on still within, ground. Yeah, I think it's still within um, for most of it. Operate is. to I don't know some place left the of caves. Hogsmeade. The caves where Hagrid is at. Right. Up in there, and then the caves were Hagrid. Is that where Sirius used to hang out? And then walk to Hogsmeade. Well, I think the thing is with Hogsmeade is that there's a. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, they would have. But to I'm just saying, it, like, like they 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 didn't really plan. Harry was like, "We got to go now. We can't yeah. really wait." And so, like, I'm not so worried about that. I'm more just like, y'all should just know that, like, we're no, we land and it's like we're out. We're out here. Yeah, like pew pew, like you know. <laughs> Wands at the ready, you know. You know. So, Wands go right. in his back pocket. Also, I'm just sorry. I just want this this one thing because it's in the books that just this just popped into my head, and we're like four books beyond it now. But it still <laughs> bothers me. There are not built-in pockets for your wand. Don't keep it in your back pocket. You blow your buttocks off. Well, I think he had on Muggle clothes at the time. I feel like we talked about this. Um, we might have. Robes might have some kind of inside, like place for your wand, where you just kind of like flick it out. You know, like Loki, where he don't have no weapons, and then all of a sudden he got weapons. Or even uh, Hella, where it's just like, and you're like, where did that come from? They're so gods. I know that, but I'm saying that wizards could probably do something like that, but they got it like up their sleeve, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of like flick it, and it slides out like a little out their pocket into their hand, and they're like. 
Yeah, I, that's what I would do. Because in my mind, Loki and Hela summon weapons from somewhere. Yes, Asgardian yeah. spirit Whatever. land. Yeah, the, the spiritual plane of Asgard. <laughs> the room requirement of Asgard. <laughs> yeah, just appears. Okay, yeah, no, definitely not the exact same, but just like yeah, that kind of imagery. That imagery. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I'm just saying, you know, you ride at dawn, wands drawn. Yeah. Um, Marquita is, yeah, Marquita is suggesting operating to the streaking track, and the DJ points out that it's still in Hogsmeade. Like, really, the, the thing is, is, like, they're going to be detected. It's just, just arriving, knowing that that's going to happen. I don't think that there's a way to get around it at this point, especially given that they are, like, in a hurry. Like, if they weren't in a hurry to get to Hogwarts, then... They could have uh, planned and they bought it. Planned. And... But because they're just trying to get there, then I think, really, it's just, like, have your wand out, you know? Yeah. Um, I just feel like also, I know Hamilton wasn't even a glimpse of a glimmer in the mind, mind of Lin-Manuel Miranda in 1998, but like, you know, have some spies on the inside, you know? Yes, but they're all kids, you know? They're not, it's, not like, like they've been in the, it's not like they've been communicating with anyone and this is why they need to be more in tune with muggle pop culture i mean they just need to be adults or that, that, that I would... makes. let's move on because yeah uh, so the death uh one of the death eaters is like let's let's bring out the dementors they won't kill him the dark lord wants the lark sorry the dark lord wants potter's life not his soul it'll be easier to kill if he's been kissed first which is like i wonder if voldemort would actually be happy about that maybe but, like, he can't really, like, grandstand the way that he would, you know what I mean, if if Perry is fully there. You know, usually he's mm-hmm. like, it was I, the Dark Lord, who has captured and killed Harry Potter. Not like, you know, the soul's already gone. He can't really, like, pop off the way that he would. Right. Like, I feel like he, he'd be like, sure, like, thanks, you gave me Harry Potter. But, like, I feel like he'd be a little bit disappointed. You know? Right. You just want to be able to, like, stand on the stage and, like, really deliver. Right. I mean... But, like, it'll do, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, you know... It's like, I mean... Yeah. It's like, I mean, okay, fine, whatever. But, like, I had a whole speech prepared. But, cool. It's fine. It's fine. Nope. (laughs) Just keeps bringing it up at every Death Eater meeting after that. (laughs) 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 Um... All right, so then uh, Harry's like, I don't, you know, he's kind of like, if he, if they repel the Dementors, then he's there revealing themselves. Um, Hermione's like, we should just have to, we should just, ap- or disapparate. Um, and so, but then they find that they can't disapparate because the air which they needed to move seemed to have become solid, which is like an interesting, I don't know why I just feel like I wish that we had like seen that more often, but like it's not really necessary. It's just like a cool kind of magical kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So then they retreat down the side street, groping their way along the wall, trying not to make a sound. And then come the Dementors, ten or more of them, which is like Jesus. Why? I mean, I know why, but like ten. You I know, guess it's like Fudge had him, so it's not. I just feel like Dementor shouldn't just be out in a boot. 
Yes, I mean, like, yes, but this is the Dark Lord we're talking about, so that part is kind of par for the course. As, you know, as one does when you're trying to take over the world. Um, so Harry raised his wand. He could not, would not suffer the Dementor's kiss, whatever happened afterwards, because this is just big Griff energy. He's just like, I'm not going out like this. We'll figure it out later. Um, it was of Ron and Hermione that he thought um, as he whispered, expecto Patronum. And I just, just love being on this tugboat. So, you know, <laughs> the wind is so nice. It just It's just so, like, heartwarming every time. Like, he thinks of Ron and Hermione because those are, like, his, his like, happy memories. Like, hap- all of his happy memories include them. So wonderful. And then he's, like, doing it for them, but then also, like, they are what he's thinking of. Like, as it's just love it. It's great. <gasps> Magith. It's so early in the episode. Magith. <laughs> I, I was not expecting this. I wasn't either. I thought that this, I thought we would be waiting. Or I guess not that I thought we would be waiting. I just, it's usually later. It's, yeah, it's, it's like in the middle or something. <laughs> I was actually thinking about the fact when we were talking about them summoning the invisibility cloak out. I bet it was like, in the back of my head, I was like, I bet the genie could summon it. But I didn't say it because <laughs> I don't want to go down that road when we don't have to. But Maggie thought it. She got yeah. it. So she she has, it's a comic. I mean, I don't know. We will we will be putting these all out at some point. Also, like check Twitter because they're all. I put on- them. They're all on Twitter. I put some of them on our um, Instagram page. I'll do another round two. Yeah, and I think also um, Maggie just made a Google folder. So if you're on our Slack, yeah, I. Those Dementors, and then you zoom in, and one of them is Nagini. I love it. And she's just so cute. Nagini, <laughs> I want a plushie of Magus Nagini. Yes, very specific. Not like the other Nagini. Yes. You know, I don't want Warner Brothers to try to give me any Naginis, but Maggie's Nagini. Yep. I would sleep with that. <laughs> she's so adorable. <laughs> she just looks like, hi guys. What's up? I'm here. Popping out. Hey. <laughs> Want to hang out? <laughs> Thought I'd surprise you guys. You know? <laughs> uh, I can't. I cannot. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, oh, man. Sorry. What? We're going to leave on after this. Amani said, after Brittany dropped, Nagini went through a Catholic schoolgirl phase that led her to the habit. Oh, no. <laughs> Because it kind of looks like she's Abbott, but she's a dementor. <laughs> okay, so a silver stag burst from Harry's wand and charged. Um, it's him down there, down there. I saw his patronus. It was a stag. Uh, the dementors retreat, and the death leaders are, you know, running. They're, they're like, they're ready. Um, Harry's, like, panicking. He doesn't know what to do. There's a grinding of bolts nearby. A door opened on the left-hand side of the narrow street, and a rough, boi- a rough voice said, Potter, in here quick. Um, upstairs, keep the cloak on, keep quiet. So Harry's like, he, for at a moment, he's like, he, they just duck in because they're like, 
mm-hmm. this person is offering help, mm-hmm. even though we're in the cloak, but somehow he knows, let's just go with it. Um, and then he realizes they're in the Hogshead Inn. They run upstairs past the inn and they um, are now in a sitting room, which includes a single large oil painting of a blonde girl who's gaze- who gazed out at the room with a kind of vacant sweetness. So the, you know, we all know that that's Aberforth Dumbledore who just pulled them in and then the and painting Ariana. is of their sister Ariana. Um, which is also like, shout out for like A names like that, you know? You know, oh, a lot of, Ariana. Yeah, I was like, like a lot of a lot of like parents like do that with like yeah kid name. Not like not not to say it's not cool. I'm just I'm saying like that is like a cool. It's always to me like, a cool know. thing when they yeah. do it, even yeah. though like the Currys were doing it with ours until they got the boy. Well, they and I'm like that's rude. I don't know, like oh. faint or something. Not faint. That's oh, a yeah. that's Kanye. That's a so, yeah, but. Some biblical, not our name. Yeah. Um, I, and it's not even junior. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, um, like the Maoris, all of their names are like T's. Um, and, but they're all, and they're all like, and even T- also, Tia, Tamara, Taj. Same with the, the Smollett. So it's they have like a younger. Journey. Jesse. They all have J's. Jesse's name is Justin, though. But still. Like, but yeah, they're all J's. So the Maoris, they have, because they have another brother. Mm. And his name I bet you'd be fine. And like on the high, high key. Um, but, <laughs> I didn't hear anything else you said. They have another. Like, I'm like, I bet you. He is. Taj probably could be fine at this point, but he's always smart guy to me. Like he's always so going to be a baby. Yeah, I feel that. No, so like, so, but, but what I was going to say is that Tia and Tamara, you know, they both have like kids and mm-hmm. their kids also have not, they don't, they don't have the same initials as themselves, but like as like the siblings. So like, Tamara's, Tamara's kids there start with A, which I think also is like partly because her husband's name starts with A and then Tia did the same thing with her kids. They start with C and her husband's name starts with C. And I'm yes. like, that's. It's no, like Tamara's, ugh, but you know. Yeah, no, no, no. But like her kids are adorable. I'm sure. Um, I'm totally sure. The point, though, is that it's like a trend and like, yeah. You know, keep the vision. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I just think it's another cute thing because it's definitely a muggle like trend. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe it started with wizards. Maybe all of these people, you know, Twitches might have been a documentary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so there's shouts on the street. They're, you know, still wearing the invisibility cloak. They look down out, out of the window, and Harry recognizes the hog's head barman. Um, and you hear him, he's shouting, so what? You send the mentors down my street, I'll send a Patronus back at them. And I'm not having them near me. I told you that. I'm not having it. Um, the Death Eater's like, that wasn't your Patronus. It was Potter's. Stag, roared the barman. Stag, you idiot. And then he passed the Patronus. And something huge and horned erupted from the wand. Um, it's a goat. <laughs> so, there's oh, that. Um, that's not what I saw. So the Death Eater curfew's been broken. You heard the noise. Someone was out in the street against regulations. If I want to put my cat out, I'll, I will, and be damned to your curfew. I wonder if he actually has a cat or if he's just like <laughs> just making shit up, which yeah. I appreciate. And they're not going to check if he has a cat. You know, cats right. do what they want to. So like, you might not ever see. We don't never see Crookshanks with anybody. 
Where is Chris Shanks? I have that question, and I is he at the borough? I'm assuming he's at the borough. Just like she literally just got a cat for book three, (laughs) and then dropped the cat. I mean, he shows up a little bit more, but like, yeah, she she, Shanks is definitely just like a cat. but I mean, like, Hedwig... Hedwig is ride or die, and Crookshanks is like, I mean, you know, what you doing? But I also feel like... Who all there? Who all gonna be there? That's, that's, that's is, Hedwig is ride or die. Crookshanks is who all gonna be there. But I will say that, like, I mean, like, Pig doesn't really show up like that. Yeah. Like, really, Hedwig only shows up because of Terry's point of view and because it's, like, she's an owl, so, like, she actually does something, like, narrative. Does that make sense? Yeah. Narratively? Um... And then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, oh, so you set off the caterwauling charm? What if I did? When Ooh, wait, off- wait. Uh-huh. Ooh. What? Tavi or Ma- Maori. Yes. Listen, y'all <laughs> distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> but he done, they done, they done oh, did something. I really did not expect you. Bianca didn't need to tag me. No. I am. Maybe I'm out. Yes. Ooh. Indeed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first started following the uh, Tia Tabera on Instagram. I was like, wait, hold up. Since, <laughs> since when? Y'all just been hiding a whole brother. That's crazy. I mean, he was just like, I'm not about that life. Um, he was like, he's like my issue. He's like much younger than like, yeah. Too. So like, I get it. But also, I was just like, what a world. Um. Oh man. Marquita <laughs> said Nagini is Michelle Williams had to plot the downfall of Latoya and Latavia. Yeah, but I, we already have Michelle. Right. I was trying to explain to my mom because I've been on a bit of a Beyonce binge. And my mom is a grade A hater. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the Super Bowl performance and she was like, isn't there another one? <laughs> I was like, well, the, the one history of Destiny's Child. <laughs> there were four and then there were another four and then there were three. <laughs> mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the names. Yeah, I can't remember out. the other girl's name. I know Latavia's name because that is, you, you, you just get your luggage sent to you, right? Yeah, no, that's Farah. That's oh, Farah. Okay. Latoya and Latavia are like the first. They're like I know Latavia for maybe because she just the mess, the loudest was a Destiny's child. No. Was a child of Destiny. Okay, but, let's let's move on because yeah. yeah. Um. So just also pointing out, I think it was said in the chat earlier, but I don't think we read it. Like, so this is not just like a Harry Potter alarm. It's just a general curfew. Um, and so yeah. they, and I think, you know, probably Voldemort has like alerted them to like Harry might pop up, but it's also just like whoever is popping up at Hogsmeade, you don't just pop up at Hogsmeade is basically the point. But this is also the living in a police state. Like this is a part of the, it's not just about Harry Potter, even though this is his story, um, portion of it, because if you live in Hogsmeade, or if you're a wizard who is used to coming and going as you please in Britain, because, like, you know, I wake up one day and I'm, you know, craving like, something I can only get at Honeydukes or something, and I operate my ass on over to Hogsmeade, come back, like, 
there's like a freedom of movement that is no longer allowed and you have to be questioned and asked about and all that stuff. And I think that's like, I, I like the fact that the curfew isn't just Harry Potter centric um, because it goes again with showing like, this is like, this is affecting the larger wizarding world. Right. Um, yeah, so then Aberforth is like, so what if I did set up, uh, set off the, the alarm? Um, what are you going to do? Cart me off to Azkaban? Kill me for sticking my nose out of my front door? Do it then if you want to. But I hope for your sakes you haven't pressed your little dark marks and summoned him. He's not going to like being called here for me and my old cat. Um, the Death Eater's like, don't you worry about us. Worry about yourself. Um, and he goes, and where will you lot traffic potions and poisons when my pubs close down? What will happen to your little sidelines then? I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so interesting and like not like surprising, but just Loop. do these people not have like day jobs? So they also they're just like Death Eaters, and they also just do other criminal activities. Is that just how they roll? Which like I mean, fine, but I mean I think for some of them, I think a lot of them are you know dung adjacent, which is like right. come up men. You know right. they found a racket that they can. You know I don't know get a hold of but like I I also think it's worth noting that the sass is not um solely with Albus like the whole Dumbledore clan yeah, yeah. is good with the quick tongue right also it's so interesting to me that like nobody knows that they're brothers which like not in like a they look alike it's weird. This is like the you and your sister thing that always baffles me. People are like, oh, that's your I'm like, they got the same face. <laughs> I don't understand how sister wasn't in the equation. Right. Yeah. The face is the same. I mean, our, all of our mannerisms, all of like everything. Everything. But I'm just saying like, from a cursory, I just yeah. walked up to you and I'm like, oh, y'all are sisters. Like, no. Yeah. Duh. Right. Face is the same. Like my dad and my brother, like obviously they're related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting to like, I mean, I guess. And he lives well, in Hogsmeade and he has a beard. So it's not like, even like, like, you know, like, like the beard is what. Right. Like, it's, not like, it's not like Alfred is off in like Godric's Hollow or like Audrey St. London like, or something. Like lived next, they live together. Basically. basically. <laughs> they, probably, they probably like share an apartment or some shit or shared. Yeah, like it just, which is I always thought also thought it was funny because like they have such bad blood, but live so close. Like I think, like I think that I mean we're gonna get into it. And, like I think yeah. that I think that they do, but I think it's one of those things where like it was bad before, and now they're at least cordial. Like he's you yeah, know, they work together. They've been working together in what's it called for years. So it's not like yeah. those resentments didn't go away, but like they are. They've moved past it. Exactly. They've forgiven but not forgotten. Exactly. <laughs> Which, like, but yeah, it just, it's it's just very strange. Like they live. I mean, if you, I guess people don't really go in the hog's head like that. But it like, seems like death like, eaters I, would be the type of people that would have frequented the hog's head. And I mean, maybe he's just not advertising that he he's just the barman and not like you know like it's not Madame Rosemarita, so they're not like oh it's. Aberforth, who's like you know he's I don't want to say he's famous infamous for like 
I don't know. It just seems strange to me. I don't know if he's not infamous, I, but like, I think he's infamous in some circles. It's like the kid yeah. in your class who did that embarrassing, like penis mm-hmm. pants in like kindergarten, and then for the rest of his school career, if right. he didn't switch school systems, he's the kid that peed his pants or whatever. Um, so famous to a small subset of wizards, but yeah. Either way, Dumbledore's face is on all over um, what's her name's book, Rita's book right now, which is the big popping thing. And he's Albus Dumbledore, and they have they look similar. Mm-hmm. Like she describes it as him looking very much alike, but I don't know. Yeah, they don't make no sense. They're not smart. No. They're not. Because also, like, nobody knows this. And that's the thing that is, like, strange to me. Like, I think Dumbledore maybe, intri- like, mentions him in, maybe it's Goblet of Fire that one time when Rita published that article about Hagrid. And it's like, oh, cool, he has a brother. But, like, nope. We just, I don't know. It, it's weird. But it's also, I feel like it's something similar that happened, too, that's happened the way that she, like, oh, uh, it just doesn't end up being necessary to use, but like the Pruitts and like them being related to Molly and like being her brothers. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those where like nobody makes the connection and it's very strange to me that nobody would have made it beforehand. I mean, I think with the Pruitts though, that's more, that makes a little bit more sense because Molly is such a Weasley now. Like whenever. Sure, but it's more, it's less that and more just even the way that like Ron talked. You know what I mean? It's just the way that like, they would talk about them. Yeah, Not that, like I think that's a fail. That's a failing of connecting the dots in the yeah. writing. Yeah. yeah. Um, this isn't so so much so that, but it's just like it gives me similar feelings where I'm just like, wait, but how wouldn't people know? Yeah. Even if Harry didn't know, because I can believe that Harry didn't know, but some other people it seems like. Weird. And it's, I and I also just think, especially now, like they're you know under curfew. That they're keeping an eye on Hogsmeade in a way that, like, you would know who a business owner is. Right. And so you would realize quickly that that is Dumbledore's brother because he owns a business. Right. There. But, you know, I'm asleep. I don't know. Yeah. Portia says that she noted how even in book five series called Aberforth the Barman um, when talking about the initial DA meeting um, or at least Mundungus referred to him that way to Sirius so maybe Aberforth didn't want people to talk about it too much uh, which is possible and then DJ says DJ says she assumes Dumbledore didn't want the kids to know which like that part I'm like I'm less it's less about the kids like I feel like the Death Eater should know that that's Dumbledore's brother yeah for me it's it's also, these specific Death Eaters who are obviously, like, trolling um, or patrolling, I guess, yeah. uh, Hogsmeade. Like, you should know who the owner of this bar is. Right. And, like, his name. And, like, maybe yeah. because he, like, is kind of on the low and he's been helping them deal with their, like, you know, illegal activities. Maybe that's not, like, a... You don't ask questions. Yeah. Or, or it's just, like, they, may, they might know that he's a Dumbledore, mm-hmm. but, like, just kind of left. is like, oh, he's cool. He don't really do nothing. Voldemort like really doesn't have any reason to do anything to him because he already got Albus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah. Anyway, so he he kind of sends the Death Eaters on their way. 
um, and then comes back in. Harry, so as like that's all wrapping up, Harry's attention is caught by something in the mantelpiece, a small rectangular mirror um, cropped on top right beneath the portrait of the girl. Um, the barman enters and is like, you fools of a toque. Um, and then says, what were you thinking coming here? Um, Harry's like, thank you. We can't thank you enough. Uh, and then Harry's like looking at him and he's trying to see past the long stringy wire gray hair and beard. He wore spectacles behind the dirty lenses. His eyes were piercing brilliant blue. So like he has his brother, his eyes. Um, <laughs> and Harry's like, it's your eyes I've been seeing in the mirror. Um, it's like, you sent Dobby. And then he asked the barman Aberforth asks after, uh, asks after Dobby. And so then Harry has to kind of say, um, you know, I, yeah. you know, things, events have occurred. And then Harry's like, you're Aberforth, which like, again, like I, can believe that Harry never paid enough attention to that. To like, right. plus they, they only went to the Hogshead that one time. But he Harry was real have. distracted by other things. Homeboy didn't really even want to like give them service. So like, I I imagine just like not clocking it. You know, um, I guess this but, whole chapter to me is just like Harry. <laughs> pay a, like constant pay fucking vigilance, my so dude. Made Harry my MVP, which I just realized. But I mean, me too. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still annoyed with him. Who Maggie's else? like, Maggie's like, he can't even recognize his own teacher's handwriting. So, which is like accurate multiple I mean, times too. Like it's not seriously. just Snape. I'm pretty sure the same thing happens with Dumbledore. Seriously, somebody else. Um, it literally is like. For me, it's just another, it's these chapters where she's kind of like setting things up and giving more like characterization. The reason why I always get so mad at Harry is because Harry's characterization is someone who doesn't pay attention. Right. <laughs> like it's super um, in character, but it's just like the like piece that. of his character that like drives me bonkers. Portia says um, he calls himself a would-be or Like, <laughs> bruh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Harry asks how Aberforth got the mirror that uh, was Sirius's. Um, and he says that he bought it from Undungus a year ago. Albus told me what it was. I've been trying to keep an eye out for you. And then Ron is like beside himself. The silver doe, was that you too? And Aberforth is like, Brains like that, and you could be a Death Eater, son, which is like... <laughs> Love it. LOL. Um, haven't I just proved my Patronus is a goat? And Ron's like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm hungry. Which, like, <laughs> makes the same. Um, I mean, I'm not, but, like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, you're not you when you're hungry. It's just, you know? it's a fact of life, you know? Eat a Snickers. So, Aberforth feeds them. Not Snickers, unfortunately, but, like, other sustenance. Um... And then after they eat, he's like, we need to think of the best way to get you out of here. Can't be done by night. Um, I, so I'm only reading this because it's just a really great expression. Um, caterwauling, caterwauling charms set off. They'll be onto you like bow chuckles on doxy eggs. Love it. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love like the little touches like yeah. Merlin's beard or Merlin's soggy pants or, <laughs> you know, something wide fronts like. Yeah. 
Love it. Like, all very specific and, like, it's great. Yeah. Um, he's like, get right. So he's like, we'll wait for daybreak. When the curfew lifts, you get right out of, right out of Hogsmeade up into the mountains, and you'll be able to disapparate there. Might see Hagrid. Um, Harry's like, we're not leaving. We need to get into Hogwarts. Um, Aberforth is like, what you got to do is get as far away as you can. So we've kind of seen, like, or we kind of see that Aberforth at this point is really jaded and has kind of given up. He's just kind of like, this is what, this is the situation we're in. This is life now. (laughs) Like, it's not great. It's trash. But, like, this is what it is. So we should just all get with the program. Um, But Harry's like, you don't understand. There isn't much time. We've got to get in the castle. Dumbledore, I mean, your brother wanted us. Um, And Aberforth is like, my brother Albus wanted a lot of things. So. Right. Um, and just, people, and then he says, and people, exactly. He's like, <laughs> life isn't fair. Aberforth continues, he says, and people had a habit of getting hurt while he was carrying out his grand plans. Um, Imani is typing. Yeah, yes. I don't well, even know, but I just know. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, like, so then he says, um, you get away from this school and out of the country if you can. Forget my brother and his clever schemes. He's gone where none of this can hurt him, so, and you don't owe him anything. And so he's not wrong. No. But he's not right. And I think that that's kind of the gist of, like, his this whole kind of moment that he's having, is that the, the things that he's saying are not incorrect, but they're just not reasons why Harry shouldn't do what he's going to do especially given like we kind of are have already he's already come to this moment like in order at the end of order of the phoenix where he's kind of realizing that like he would fight voldemort regardless of whether or not he was a chosen one um especially and like and then at this point it's only heightened by the fact that voldemort is after him so at a certain point you have to like and and he's like a gryffindor like he's just not that kind of person who would turn away from that um and so, is Aberforth a Gryffindor? I think we just like assume he is because, like, no, he's a Dumbledore. I'm not, I'm not but saying that like Gryffindors don't run away, right? I'm saying like Harry is a very specific kind, and like his just him particularly is like he's not going to do that. Um, no, I, I'm not saying that either. I'm just I just feel like other Gryffin like not that you would because you're a Gryffindor you would not run away, but you would just be like ah. I recognize, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I'm thinking of all of the poor Gryffindors and Percy and Oliver Woods here. We're just like, yeah, that's a, a I would bad just, fact of our, a bad trait of our house, yeah. but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what he says, all we've got to do, what did he say? Uh, I, all, all I have to do is, uh, is to get as far from here as I can. <laughs> Like very much like you know, it's just it is what it is. Um, but what I was gonna say about Aberforth is that in this moment he's making it not that like Dumbledore isn't a very central component to this whole kind of situation, um, and like especially given the fact that like he gave Harry this job of like hunting the Horcruxes, but it's not about like Harry's not doing it because of Dumbledore. He's using it as a way to get to Aberforth because he thinks that that's the way that like he's using it as as a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when, like, when talking to Order members, he usually just, like, Dumbledore gave me the job, and then they'll just let him go on his merry way. But he's not doing it because of Dumbledore. He's doing it because Dumbledore gave him these steps to take, to do this thing that he was going to do anyway. Right. If that makes sense. Right. He was going to fight Voldemort regardless. Dumbledore gave him the way to fight and win. Kind of the in-game. Hey, we can do in-game spoilers now. So it's like when Doctor Strange looked at Tony and said, 
there's one way, and this is it. Yikes. This is the one. And, like, yeah. Tony was going to fight Thanos. Probably. He did fight Thanos. Right? Just, mm-hmm. you know. And again, it's not, and it's not even to excuse Albus for, like... I gave myself feels. Did, right? Yeah, you got all the way in the feels. I was trying to backstrap. Beep, beep, beep. Um, sorry, Constance. <laughs> you're not sorry. Um, you are sorry because she's going to spout it in your mentions, but yeah. not mine. Um, but what I was going to say is that, like, it's not, again, it's not to, like, excuse or, like, take responsibility from Dumbledore. It's just that, like, what Outerforth is seeing that his brother is doing is not, is what he's doing, but it's not why, it's just not, like, he's having an argument with Harry that's not the argument that Harry's having. Like, they're just not yeah. on the same page. It's also the idea that, like, it is manipulative, but that doesn't mean that all manipulations actually work or is are the reasons for motivations. Like, sometimes right. manipulations and motivations align. Right. Um, it's also this weird thing about D- Albus Dumbledore that we've talked about a few times where people give him too much credit and too much blame, but also it's true but not the full story or not you know the whole of it so like true everything that he said about Dumbledore everything that Aberforth just said about Albus is true but is also not the only thing he doesn't shoulder all of the blame or all of the praise moving on so Harry's like you don't understand and Aberforth is like oh I don't I think I think you knew Albus better than I did and Harry's like I didn't mean that um, it's just, he left me a job and Aberforth is like, nice job, I hope. Pleasant, easy sort of thing you'd expect an unqualified wizard kid to be able to do without overstretching themselves. It's like, mm, <laughs> not quite. it's not, you know, it's not homework. It's right. not new level transfiguration. So I mean, homework. even homework these days, have you seen kids homework these days? I have. I mean, all days, I guess I did a whole lot of homework too, but okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, that's Voldemort left him that job. <laughs> like it's not wrong, right? Again, he's not he's not making bad points. And also, like honestly, this feels more of like a read of like YA than anything else. Like, for some reason, like I know that she's not doing this because obviously, like she's writing YA, but it feels yeah. like that. Really, you giving these kids who don't know how to do nothing these big ass jobs. <laughs> These big quests. Yeah, all of a sudden they chose one. They got to do it. He's seventeen. Send him to school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like I know that's not what's happening, but it definitely feels that way. It feels like it's like a meta kind yes. of fourth wall insert. Like I'm <laughs> sending these kids on these grown people jobs. Um, maybe if did, she did mean maybe like as she was writing this fucked up book she was like she was like these are children but they got it now he gave up started writing karma and strike she was like we need adults so adult issues kids having to get go through stuff oh that's my new headcanon because it's like the one thing that makes me think better of or now <laughs> she was just like these damn kids been through enough <laughs> let Cormoran do it <laughs> you know, you know, let them live their lives you know let them be children <laughs> children be children um, so then 
Aberforth is like, got to? Why got to? He's dead, isn't he? Let it go, boy, before you follow him. Save yourself. And so again, this is the moment where it's like, there's this disconnect of like, Harry is not doing this for Dumbledore. He's yeah. doing it for himself and like for Voldemort. You know what I mean? Like, he's very much like, he was going to do it whether Dumbledore had done whatever what he did or not. Yeah, It's just the way that he's going about it that's different. Because he wouldn't have known how to do anything. Even even I mean, even now, even still. he doesn't have <laughs> right. True, we'd have been like ten months not knowing where the hell any Horcruxes were, or how to destroy them, um, or where to destroy them. I eh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's fine. It'll come back up if it if it's important. Um. So Harry's like, but you're fighting too. You're in the Order of the Phoenix, and Aberforth is like, I was. That the Order of the Phoenix is finished. You know who's won. It's over. And anyone who's pretending difference, kidding themselves. It'll be, it'll never be safe for you here. So that's the other thing is that like, he is. He's resigned. But it's also like, he's also speaking, not necessarily like, not that he's not speaking from like truth, but he's also speaking from his own personal bias of like how he's feeling about the moment. Yeah. So like he was still ready to be like, rah, rah, we out here like gang, gang. You know what I mean? Like, I think that he would be less critical yeah, definitely. in this moment. Not that he wouldn't be at all, but his feelings on it would be different because he'd still have some fight in him. Whereas at this point, he's just like, nah, for what? And I think that that's, it's one of the things that I wish that, you know, instead of Fantastic Beasts, we got, you know, if we want to go back to the Wizarding World, maybe we get to see what the Order was doing when Harry was on his quest. Um because it is one of those things where we hear about the losses that the order has taken. We don't ever really get to see the full order, right? They're a spy network. They're spread out. And, you know, we never see, like, Aberforth isn't coming to the meetings. Right. You know what I mean? I pretty, I assume that Dumbledore has a bunch of different meetings all over the country with different members of the order. Um, and so we hear about, like, the losses that they have, but we don't get to see like the toll that that takes on them. You know, like when we hear about, um, or when Remus is like, <laughs> perfect timing. When Remus is talking about, or I forget what we, when Remus finds out that Dumbledore dies and we see like the loss and we think about all of the losses that Remus has suffered, like that's happening to wizards all over the country you know what i mean and like especially of remus's age and generation you know like and that takes a toll and that changes you know he just doesn't like you said like he just doesn't have the fight left in him he's resigned he's tired this is his second go round. right <laughs> this is the second time they've been fighting voldemort's ass so and he's tired of he let the fast have it I, you know, it's one of those moments where, like, you know, sometimes, like, civil rights activists, like, they get to a certain point and they're like, you know what? Passing it on. But this, in this case, he's not. He's very much like, all oh, y'all need to just leave. We should he's all just go to bed. Is what he's, he's, he's like, go abroad, go into hiding, save yourself. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> um, Harry's like, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry's like, I can't leave. I've got a job. It's got to be me. Dumbledore explained it all. Um, and then Aberforth is like, and did he tell you everything? Was he honest with you? Um, and so again, like, but 
it's one of those things where, like, again, he's not wrong, but he's very much bringing his own. Right, because, at the, because Dumbledore didn't tell the exactly. order everything. Definitely didn't no, tell his brother everything. Spy organization, on right? Law. Like, can we just remember that this this is like in Shield, where everybody be getting mad at the director of Shield for keeping secrets, keeping secrets, and you're like, y'all, your job is to keep secrets, right? So, like, why are you upset when that's the job? He didn't tell you about this thing because they like, all everyone thinks that they're special. It's like, did you need to know that you're level five? Like, please. Bitch, I'm level seven. Who are you talking to? You know I'm level seven. Actually, you know I ain't on in Shield. What? What are you after the framework? I resigned. That's classified. After that one, after after my fourth year in Shield. And he's about to get to the framework, and I'm just like (laughs) tangent. Sorry, but like, wow, it's I'm ready for the text. I'm still not happy about it <laughs> I'm still bitter about it two years later <laughs> my rewatch ended there That's so funny Ava's ass put me in the closet and I was like I'm out <laughs> can't do it can't do no more um okay so Aberforth says I knew my brother Potter he learned secrecy at our mother's knee secrets and lies it's how he grew up and Albus he was a natural uh oh Robin just popped out Sorry, my um, computer. I didn't know what to do that while you were on a video chat. I've never done that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Aberforth says this. Again, like it just is like weird to me because then when he explains like what happened to his sister and the way that like his mom had to keep secrets, like the way he's like, he learned it secrecy at our mother's knee. Secrets and lies, it's how he grew up. And it sounds like like we're in Dan Game of Thrones and like mom is Varys. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds more like it's like some serious things versus like she's trying to make sure that her daughter doesn't get institutionalized, you know? And it's like sometimes right. people are having secrets and not that that's always a good thing to keep secrets, but like in some situations it's the safer thing. It's the best of bad options. Yeah. And so I think that in the like, world ain't shit. You should know that by now. Right. And, and he like, does. And so like, he talks about what happened and he seems to have sympathy for the situation, but then he's also like, my mother kept secrets. Lurks in like, he was a natural. And it just sounds like the origins, like the beginning of like, I don't know. It just, I don't know the way that he talk. It's very dramatic for something that is like much more real than yeah. that. If that makes sense. Portia says, so Kendra was a spy is what she's hearing. And Maggie um, says, Dumbledore should have told Harry a lot more. But to be fair to Voldy is an accomplished legilimens. But to be fair, Voldy is an accomplished legilimens. So more people knowing equals much higher chances of leaks. Um, And um, Maggie says, this go around, she was thinking, oh, yeah, Kendra's doing something here. Uh, so. I mean, somebody write that. That fanfic? Oh. Um, so. So then, uh, his eye, so Aberforth's eyes travel to the painting of the girl over the mantelpiece. Um, 
Hermione asks if that is Ariana, and then Aberforth is like, yeah, been reading Rita Skeeter, Rita Skeeter, have you? Which is like, okay. And then Harry's like, Elfie Stoge mentioned her to us just to like kind of save Hermione. And then he's like, and Aberforth is like, that old Burke. Then he says, oh my God. Then he says, exposition. Wait. And then he goes, thought the sun shone out of my brother's every orifice he did. (laughs) And knowing what we know now, (laughs) knowing what we know now, it might have you know no Elsie said listen Albus got that good good I ain't had that since I would like to not do this anymore please I didn't write it I don't understand why you're mad at me just every orifice every orifice You know, Dumbledore was going to study abroad, so he did some, he did his homework. He learned some things. I'm just so. And you know, Grindelwald is German or whatever, Bulgarian. <laughs> he taught him a few things from the continent. You know, the Europeans get down differently. The Europeans get down differently, you know what I mean? No. The British got that stiff upper lip. You ain't watched no BBC? I'm like, y'all need to, like, television shows you all about life. <laughs> like, Wizards should be watching more Muggle TV. Americans should be watching more British TV. Then you understand. Oh. Oh, no. Mommy, it's already too much. Oh, and the caption that goes with it. Why must we? Why are you the way that you are? So, is he a speedo? He's so pale. Um, so it's a picture of a man in a speedo with Aberforth's face where the other dude's face should be holding a goat in a loving manner. And then it says goat life. Why is it a picture that exists? Amani says, says Aberforth was concerned about different oh. holes. But why is this even because a picture before he photoshopped? Like, who did this? And why? Because it's a very nice looking goat. He's like, look at that. Look at my goat. I don't know why he doesn't have pants on, but, or a shirt. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Why? <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, I would take a picture with Luna like that, but I would be clothed. <laughs> don't under- Listen, you Who's can Aberforth? find something for everyone on the internet. Like I was saying about Aberforth or yeah, Albus. You can find this, and I don't even want to know. But like, I just have too many questions. <laughs> Diana's crying. She's. Oh, I can't. She's verklempt. Can't. Oh my god. Bree pops in the chat and says, "Wait, watching y'all live is the greatest experience. Why that waited so long to get here? It's a nice goat. It is a nice goat. It's like a. It's probably got a blue ribbon or something. It's like very docile. It's got his like or you know like a really sweet face. It seems like a good goat. As far as goats are, I don't know much about goats." I don't know. Wow. But it seems like a handsome goat. Ugh. I don't understand <laughs> why <laughs> the dude don't have clothes on. I can't. 
Oh my god. Marquita said spooning a goat in his tiny whiteies. <laughs> And the doctor said Amadi got to clear his search history, which is like, what the heck? <laughs> if you, did you just search like goat did, and man? Amadi, what did you search? Did he get on the Canva and put goat life in this font, or was that already on it? <laughs> I think he put goat life. I'm so confused. I'm like, when what he found this font. It's a, it's a very... Why are they in a meadow? Like, it's a very floral font. Why does this man not have a pants? Why does he have a cloak? Right. I was over here trying to... Well, so I, like, I, I saw it, and then I immediately started laughing, and then I just looked closer, and I was like... <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it, and I was like, it's a nice goat in a field. Like, I get it. And then the... Why are you so, holding gold like that? You know, like, thinking I, deeper into the fact that this man <laughs> has on no clothes <laughs> and it's holding a goat in a field oh, is okay. where my questions oh, arise. Can't. Not as an animal lover, but not lover, oh. <laughs> appreciator. I can't even, as someone who enjoys the presence of animals, I understand wanting to take a picture with your pet, a cherished pet. I I would do it fully clothed though. It's just I Can we move on? I'd like to do that. I'd also like to go back in time to before I saw this image. <laughs> Thank God y'all talking in the chat. I don't have to see it no more. Right. Uh, anyway. Maggie just... says the goat didn't deserve that. Bianca oh. says the fact that Bayana is down is killing her. Oh. Marquita says we done broke Bayana, which is true because she is now fanning her face, okay. fanning like, the tears away. I'm about to bring my eczema back. Um, and it I can't be out. Portia said there are many ways to cherish a pet, Portia. and now we're back. Portia, you know what I meant. I <laughs> meant a very platonic. I hate you all. Supportive. Love of pets. I love you all. In which they like are, you know, emotional support, but not any other kind of. Okay. So. Bayana hates everyone and we're moving on. And orifices is really was the point. And like, (laughs) even that is like, that was enough for me. I just thought, you know, there has to be a line, a place that we. Like. Again, I go into the fact that. Like, Elpheus just really misses his boo thing. The one that got away. Also, that is bull. Like, you don't get, you don't fall in love with a Nazi, duel the Nazi, and then become asexual or celibate because of it. Like, he totally would have been like, I got my heart broken, and so I'm just going to settle with Elf with like Elpheus, he he's harm, he's harmless. Yeah, he's a little bit boring, but you know, you want to end up with someone who's more boring than you are. Have you seen that episode of Rolling Grace? No, you haven't. But I just think that like had she really thought about the lives of like people, she wouldn't have said, Oh, he fell in love with Grindelwald and that didn't work out and they had a duel and then he just never loved again. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. 
So Harry keeps quiet. He didn't want to express the doubts and uncertainties that Dumbledore about Dumbledore that had riddled him for months now. He had made his choice uh, while he had dug Dobby's grave. He had decided to continue along the winding, dangerous path indicated for him by Albus Dumbledore to accept that he had not been told everything that he wanted to know, but simply, simply to trust, which <clears throat> I think that's one of the things about this Harry's like character development um, is that like if he had talked to Aberforth like a couple months ago, yeah, he would have done something. In this case, it just kind of like reinforces and like what he already knows. What he already has decided. Um, so, Harry- and I think it's also like a very sorry. I think it's a very grown up decision because there are like things that you're just like not like you're never going to be fully a hundred percent satisfied with um, people in your life. Like in every relationship, there are failings on both parts. There are things that you wish that someone didn't do or whatever. um, But you can't like go around and like harp on the failings and not see like the good things and you have to make choices basically. And I think that this is like a very adult decision that Harry makes of, yeah, I wish he would have told me more and that, yeah, there were, I wish there were things that I would have asked him, but I didn't and he didn't. And now we have to. Right. I guess I'm pointing out stop being like salty about that. Like you still got a job to do. Yeah. Regardless. Right. Um, so Hermione's like, Professor Dumbledore cared about Harry very much, and Albert Force is like, funny how many of the people my brother cared about um, ended up in a worse state than if he had left them well alone. Um, <clears throat> Hermione's like, what do you mean? And she's like, are you talking about your sister? Um, so Albert Force is like, he glares at her. Well, also she said, never you mind. And she said, but that's a really serious thing to say. Right. She's like, like that, bro. Like, that's you so can't awesome. just, that's one of them like, you know, I, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing. It's like, no, 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 no. You started it. See it through. You're frozen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're back. Yeah. I was just saying that that's one of those like comments, you know, where someone starts a comment and you're like, no, you got to see that comment through. Like yeah. you can't mm, stop mid sentence. Yeah. We're already here, fam. We're already here. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so then, so Aberforth kind of glares at her and then like kind of, he's like thinking on it and then he just spills, spills. Oh, all the beans, all the beans. He was like, listen, I had a meet, I had scheduled a session with the Yamla, but you know, she's no longer the counselor because Hogwarts no longer has a counselor. I never did, but okay. It's run by and Death like, Eater. The point is... <laughs> So he says, when my sister was six years old, she was attacked, set upon by three muggle boys. They'd seen her doing magic, spying through the back garden hedge. She was a kid. She couldn't control it. No witch or wizard can at that age. What they saw scared them, I expect. They forced their way through the hedge, and when she couldn't show them the trick, they got a bit carried away trying to stop the little freak doing it. So this sentence is confusing. And not in a, like... Because, so whenever I read it, and, like, I had to Google it because I was, like, is, and I did it, like, a lot, not, like, this week, but, like, another time I was thinking about Ariana, um, and I was, like, was she, like, assaulted, assaulted, you know what I mean? Like, was this, mm-hmm. like, 
or like it, what was like he's it's so vague but also the phrasing is so like like I don't I think that it's partially on purpose but I also think that it could be done better even if it is supposed to be Maybe. I think she's literally like I don't know what they did but they did something to her right that's what it <laughs> seems because like, like, it's like if she can't show them the trick they're not like I'm trying to fi- really what it is is like trying to figure out who the little freak is mm-hmm. because if if she can't show the trick how are they sh- stopping her because she's not doing anything at that point but right. and, I, and honestly like I really do feel like She's not saying, like, I, I understand that it's intentional. It feels intentional, but it still doesn't feel clear. Like, I think it's a way to be vague, but also clear. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that sentence has never felt clear. Like, it just feels like it needs to be edited one more time. Yeah. To me. The editor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Amani says, he's always read it. The intentional vagueness just feels like she's not saying it for a reason. Right, which I understand. Like, I, you know, I, like, I mm-hmm. read things and there are moments where people don't say a thing or, like, you understand that there's some subtext or some backstory behind it, but they're not saying it for a reason. Like, I get that. But it, the, the sentence structure, I think it's just the structure of it feels like... And maybe somebody else can read it and doesn't have that issue, but for me, whenever I read it, it feels off. Yeah. So Marquita says they saw her, <laughs> wanted her to do it again, and she couldn't. Um, right. And we like, and so the idea is if they want, if she couldn't do the trick again, who are they stopping? What are they stopping? And what are they stopping? Yeah. Um, so they did whatever they did and that's where it gets dicey is what finishes it. But like the idea of maybe it's little kids are like, I know I definitely saw you do this thing. Mm-hmm. To me, it should it should have been they saw her, they asked her to do it again, she did do it again, and it scared them. Right. As opposed to she couldn't do it again. Or um, even if she couldn't, then they got carried away trying to make her do it again, as opposed yeah. to like, stop. And then I'm like, but who is is a little freak one of the boys? Like, is, you know what I mean? It's just like who like right. the subject is unclear. Because it feels like, like if one of the little boys was like a Voldemort or Tom Riddle type of little boy, then okay. Right. Like he was getting off on looking all weird, like Yeah, I I can hurt people or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, then that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I, it's like one of those things where like if this yeah. is a Google Doc and she had said this to me, <laughs> commented right here, like Clear this up a little bit. Yeah. Amani wants you to know that, laugh out loud, you know Joe didn't have editors by this point. And that has to be what it is. Yeah. yeah. They were like, you're brilliant. You're bringing in billions. Keep going. Keep going. And honestly, like, I, you know, sometimes these things, and also, like, this could just be a me thing. Marquita's saying that Ariana is a little freak, which, like, I sometimes think that, and then sometimes don't. I think it depends. I just think it could be clearer. But it's not necessarily yeah. plot. Like I get, I understand what happened to her. It's really just on a sentence level, not even on like a plot or like a like right. the, the bigger picture. I understand what's going on. It's the like just the phrasing of it could be clearer. Yes, especially because again, she can't do it again. So then, why? How are you stopping her from not doing the thing that you asked her to do again? If that makes sense. Anyway, moving on. Um, I stay on a literal queen. 
It's not even <laughs> it's really like because I don't mean it to be literal. I just need it to be like clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So it destroyed her. What they did, she was never right again. Um, she wouldn't use magic, and she couldn't get rid of it. It in, it turned inward and drove her mad. It exploded out of her when she couldn't control it, and at times she was strange and dangerous. Um, so this is like the only bit of like Fantastic Beast stuff that I yeah. um But I'm thinking about Obscurials, and I know that we probably talked about it when we did our review of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very much. And again, we both have only seen the first movie (laughs) and have no plans to see the next one. It was on a, it was on my flight to New York and I was like, should I? No, I shouldn't. Um, But it was very much in that first movie when they uh, like ignore or give a name to, to this thing. Um, I feel like all of the Potterheads were like Ariana. (laughs) Right. Like, I, like, I immediately, that was my thought. I was like, oh. Yeah. And part of me was also interested in then having that story, like, knowing that even, like, outside of Grindelwald and them, I was like, okay, that, I, as a, and, and, as a. Tie-in or. Out, yeah, a part of something that we've already, you know, accepting that it's actually a prequel. Like, I thought that that was interesting. And I also, I think when we were talking about it in our review, like, I couldn't, because we hadn't read this book in however long. <laughs> Um, trying to remember like how specific she was about what was going on with Ariana and I couldn't remember at the time but I think it like it more or less tracks like I think that like like there was no name for it kind of like the put yeah. or whatever um, but in terms of like the rules at least so as far as the first one goes again I've not seen the other ones so I don't know what is happening there but as far as the first movie goes the way that the Obscurial kind of reacts and like has its moments does track with how it's being described here, even though yeah. it's being described in like relatively vague terms. Um, but yeah, because the idea is that Grindelwald, this is again, I ain't seen this movie in a minute and probably will never see it again, is trying to harness the power of an obscurial, but because an obscurial is basically chaotic power yeah the difficult thing to do and that is what tears ariana apart because she doesn't want to do magic and yet at the time that she most doesn't want to do magic it explodes out of her and she can't control it right um it's like belana torres the klingon who didn't want to be a klingon and hated her temper but always had a bad temper about her temper that way yeah um so uh Aberforth, so uh their father went after the muggles and then got locked up in azkaban he never said why he had done it because if the ministry had known Ar- what ariana had become she would have been locked up in saint mungo's for good they'd have had seen her as a serious threat to the international statute of secrecy unbalanced like she was with magic exploding out of her at moments where she couldn't keep it any longer so you know if they had better policies and better health care and like all of these things then literally the statute of secrecy causes obscurials and then you institutionalize obscurials because they would violate the statute of secrecy but if you just like supported them and gave them like you know mental health services if ariana had gone to, gone to like therapy and like right learned maybe how to control her magic at a younger age than like they generally teach kids 
she could probably go to Hogwarts by the time she's 11. And like, she or an explain, you know what is hilarious? Okay, so uh, black families give their kids the talk. We learned a lot about the talk during Trayvon Martin's uh, murder. Um, mo- magical parents give their kids the talk. <laughs> like, all right, so this is what happens. We can't tell nobody. Other people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, make up excuse. Like, if if you accidentally sneeze dandelions, you know, mm-hmm. here's what you tell people or what, you know what I mean? Like, there should be a statute of secrecy magic equivalent of living while Black given to magical children. Right. And then Black kids got it twice as bad. Oh, did it to myself. Yeah. Imagine a magical black kid getting stopped by the cops. Stupefied, motherfucker. But they don't have a wand yet, like under 11. Under 11. Scary. Right? All right, I'm just thinking of things. I'm like, obscure. No, I know. I'm just thinking of like. They'd shoot him. Or her. Okay. See, I... <laughs> I've been hanging out with Connie too much. I don't know. Girl, because I'm like, nah. They figured it out. <laughs> Absorb the bullet. I don't know. <gasps> Absorb the bullet. Do, folks can do wildest magic, Bianca. You right, Bianca. They good. Hell nah. In AAW. <laughs> literal, like, literal, like, pew, pew, finger guns. Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. <laughs> Out here, Neo and Matrix and that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Portia says that it's interesting that even old wizarding, even an old wizarding family like the Dumbledores didn't know how to deal with an obscurial. Um, but I think part of it, it's not that even that they don't know how; they just like, and it goes back to them not never doing the thing that makes sense, right? You know, like it's just like. And also, it's one of those things like like in Fantastic Beasts, like they ignore obscurials. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they just pretend that they don't exist until they do. And people just hide them. It's like werewolves. Like they just hide them. They don't like actually try to. Ah, it's it's annoying. Anyway, it's very much this doesn't make sense the more you think deeply about it, which is why it works in a sentence in the last book of Harry Potter, but should not be the basis of a movie unless you really well, no, grapple you with the societal make, implications of this rule that you made. It does make sense as like if um intentionally. Right. Like if you're gonna then explore it. I mean you don't have to explore it because I think that part of the thing about this world is like it's built out in a way that like there are flaws and like the story is not about fixing those flaws necessarily. Um, but I think that that's like, I, that doesn't bother me all the time mm-hmm. in terms of like within the scope of the story, like we can talk about it in like, you know, whatever. Um, but in terms of like making the story bad or good, I don't think that it really, honestly, I think it makes it good because it is realistic in a way. And it yeah. makes like, the, the wind's more tangible, if that makes sense. Um, but it is frustrating. Like, I don't know. It's just like I, when, you, when you're close reading, it's just like, y'all, you could really just fix this. But it makes sense that because, like, if they had done that, 
then Dumbledore wouldn't be the way that he is, which then Grindelwald wouldn't have gotten gotten the way he did, which then Voldemort wouldn't have had his whole thing. And I mean, it's also true to life. Like there are tons of systems in which like we live in every day in which you, you sit down and you think about it and you're Mm -hmm. like, this doesn't need to be this way. Cash Bell, for example, Bell Mm -hmm. in general, like you stop two seconds. So you make it so that people who don't have money have to pay money to get out but if they can't get out they lose their jobs and then they have less money mm-hmm. right like you're just like oh that don't make no sense we should do something about that but yet here we are however many years into the system exactly. I, I don't mind it in terms of that I do mind it when you then make that like a crux of the story like Fantastic Beast, and there isn't someone advocating for the obvious solution which is get rid of the statute of secrecy Right. Like they can be seen as a radical or activist or whatever, but like someone in the world should, someone in that world should be like, so why don't we just do the thing? Even like getting, even if you, like, I I understand why they have it, right? Right. The problem is, why don't you have policies that actually help it? Yeah. Or like prevent, you know, like preventative things. But again, we don't have that stuff in our. What's right. Well, banning abortions like that's actually gonna get rid of abortions. Like it just okay. yeah, it, it is it is. But there are people. My thing is like there are people in our society who are saying the thing. Yes. They don't. Right. They may not have any power to change anything, but they're but saying, they the, saying thing. the thing. You're right. And there, if there was one person in the books or the movies that just goes, I have an idea. Yeah. You know, like the idiot, idiotic end of Game of Thrones in which Samuel Taller is like democracy? <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. No? Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Aberforth says, we moved house, put it about that she was ill and my mother looked after her. I was her favorite. Not Albus. He was always up in his bedroom, but when he was home, reading his books and counting his prizes, keeping up with his correspondence with the most notable magical names of the day. So this is a very, like, basically Albus was Percy. Can I also just say, though, that Aberforth is totally a younger sibling? That was a, that was me and my brother and Kevin. Brandon put Kevin on the roof and then I was the favorite. I make a point to say that all the time. Gosh, I'm his favorite. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't. Grandmother's yeah, aunt. Definitely like it's everyone definitely, else is like, you're a grown up, Robin. And I'm like, I'm the favorite. Right. Aberforth <laughs> is definitely like 100 years old and is on some, And still is on some younger sibling shit, yeah, though. It's very much. I'm so. going to be 107, oh, literally. Like, both of them are dead, but like, he's like, I was still the favorite, though. Yep. She loved me more. We played me. <laughs> She would always smile when I came by and then like Dumbledore would come by and she was like, whatever, that guy. Yeah. But yeah, no, Albus was definitely Percy. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like very much like I, these are these, and, I, and honestly, like, I don't know that I ever registered that beforehand or if I did, I just did and then forgot. But like, I would want to reread the earlier chapters of this book and like with that in mind, especially mm-hmm. talking to Grindelwald um, or writing to Grindelwald. Um, because it just, tra- it, it tracks, it makes more sense to me, right? Like, it's very much on some, like, he has all this potential. He has this ambition. Um, 
because Dumbledore is definitely like, I mean, it's hard. It's like Ravenclaw Slytherin could be either, but I do think that his ambition, especially at that point, was like very strong, mm-hmm. uh, really high, and like he, like those were the things that he cared about, right? Um, and so you know, I'm just thinking of like Percy talking about I'm writing this very important thing on cauldron bottoms and he's just like locked in his room and everybody's like yo I what I think he might not have been as insufferable as Percy because there's only three of them and like it's slightly there's, different but it's just yeah. a, a similar energy it's a similar energy I also think that that is I'm thinking that Dumbledore might have been a little bit more like Bill um, in that like Bill was head boy and all the things that Percy was, but also like a little cooler. And Ron's like, I'm never gonna measure up. You know what I mean? Like when he goes, he's like immediately like, can't be like I'm being head boy. Someone already did that. Being you know Quidditch fave. Someone already did that. And that kind of bitterness that you get from Ron about yeah. it is a little bit of what Aberforth at a hundred and whatever is doing now. Um, in the chat, Amani says Aberforth was the Benjen. Um, so Benjen Stark got sent to the wall. Aberforth was the favorite and got sent to ho- the hogshead. Um, Marquita says they, the wizards have the means to abolish the statute because they have a working relationship with the Muggle ministry. And Maggie, who works in you know systems and organizations, says we have Archie and F-A-R-T Organizing for wearing wizard robes in front of muggles, but nothing for the children makes sense. Um. Yes. So then, oh, Aberforth says um, he didn't want to be bothered with her. She liked me best. I could get her to eat when she couldn't do it for my mother, or when she wouldn't do it for my mother. I could get her to calm down when she was one of her rages, and when she was quiet, she used to help me feed the goats. Which... <laughs> awesome. Uh, then when she was 14, I wasn't there. Um, if I had been, I would have calmed her down. It was an accident. Ariana couldn't control it, but my mother was killed. Um, so also I think that he has a lot of guilt there. Like he's saying like, I'm the one that could calm her down. I'm the one that like really, she listened to, took care of and whatever. And then because I, you know, unfortunately had a life and was at Hogwarts, she killed my mother. Mm-hmm. And so in the same ways in which that death affected Dumbledore or Albus, I keep saying Dumbledore, but they're both Dumbledore, um, affected Albus and made him, you know, have to come home and be the man of the house and, you know, all those things. It affected Aberforth in that and in, in another, in a different way, but just as strongly. Right. Um, okay. So then... Okay, so that put paid to Albus's trip around the world, around the world with little Doge, which like people really do not <laughs> mess with him. And it's so funny, like they real life just like nobody respects Doge, and like what did he do <laughs> to deserve not being respected? Like that's crazy. Like little, he's this man is like 120 now. Like put some respect on his check. Um, anyway, the pair of them came home for my mother's funeral, and then Doge went off on his own, and Albus settled down as head of the family. Ha! Ha! 
and he spits into the fire. Uh, <laughs> he said, I'd have looked after her. I told him so. I didn't care about school. Um, but he told me to finish my education and he'd take over from, from my mother, which like all, again, all this is very childish. Yeah. Like, the retelling of it, but it's one of those things I'm sure that they like haven't talked about in almost a hundred years. And like that stuff is still festering, but they've had to like get over it. But now that it's coming up, he's just right back in it. Listen, if you want to talk about the time in which my brother, um, ate all of my chicken nuggets and there was nothing else for me to eat, I will turn into a nine-year-old all over again because he didn't have to. There were things in there for him to eat. He knew that I was picky. And so he ate the last of the chicken nuggets knowing that I would come home and be hungry. And he's like, well, why do I never get to eat the things that I want? Because I like them too. Well, you like other things too. Yes, indeed. Anyway, um, Aberforth is like a bit of a come down for Mr. Brilliant. There's no prizes in looking after your half mad sister. Um, but he did all right the first for our first few weeks um, until he came along, Grindelwald, and at oh, last my God. brother had an equal to talk to, someone just as bright and talented as he was. And looking after Ariana took a backseat then while they were hatching all their plans for the new Wizarding Order and looking for Hallows and whatever else it was they were so interested in, grand plans for the benefit of all wizard kind. And if one young girl got neglected, what did that matter when Albus was working for the greater good? I also think that this is kind of, so the Rita Skeeter excerpt kind of shows Albus's thinking in that time period. And then this is like Aberforth thinking about that time period. And I think that it, um, it highlights something to me that I didn't get when reading, that I don't get when reading um, the excerpt from Albus Dumbledore's Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, mm-hmm. which is that he, Albus is like isolated again because he can't tell people that his sister has this, you know, that he's keeping right. the secret and pretending that everything's fine um, and pretending that like his, his sister is sick. And like, I have seen like up close and personal what being someone's sole t- caretaker when you're not ex- when it's when you're not expecting to or when it's harder than you think it will be like it changes how you live your life like pretty rapidly um you can't just like you go from being able to kind of come and go and like make your own decisions to not being able to do that and having to like plan everything out and have contingency plans for things and um even things that you plan all of a sudden, like you have to change those plans because someone else needs you. And that's a lot. And yeah. he's like 18. Right. So th- like, it's a lot for a full grown adult. And then he's 18. So then it does make a lot of sense that he is taken in by Grindelwald and is like, you know, convinces himself of for the greater good and stuff, because it allows him to, interact with someone and you know like I feel like the, all the stuff that he's done and all the things that he's been working toward aren't just for nothing and like not to say that like he you know like I think that it makes sense that he would be a little bit bitter and a little bit like 
you know, things are not going the way that he planned. And again, he's 18. Like, you're a teenager. And especially at that time, like, you're mad selfish. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, like, what it is. You know what I mean? It should be that way to an extent. So, like, yeah, it just is definitely... And again, Aberforth is telling the story as a 15-year-old. Right. right? Not as a grown man. <laughs> very much back in how he saw Albus at the time. Yeah. Uh, and not really taking into account, like all that that had to be for and again it's not saying that he's wrong either right it, this is one side and this is how he saw it but there are other ways to see what's going on um in the chat bianca is like aberforth girl take a nap right <laughs> um, i love because that is a rod in line for sure um portia says that he makes a point underneath all that bitterness but what did he want to do with his life? Um, Marquita said, Albus got Grindelwald and all Aberforth got was the goat. <laughs> Bianca said, making your underage brother go to school isn't killing him. Um, Portia says that he kind of sounds like Hagrid and being unconcerned about school. Um, and Bianca says, Aberforth wasn't excited about school and didn't want to do it, but Dumbles didn't want him to regret not going. Um, and Marquita says, and Albuforth living in Albus's shadow at Hogwarts couldn't be easy, which is true because Albus just left. Right. And um, you get there and you're like, oh, y'all doing whoop de whoop. How's your brother? Yeah. What's he up to? What? Like, and you're just like, yeah. Can we not? Um, and Bianca says, uh, no, no, no. That's uh, about Hagrid that he liked school. He just was only interested in certain subjects. Um, Portia says that Dumbledore was doing what needed to be done for his sister, and it carried over to him thinking he knew what needed to be done for society as a whole, which if you're 18, like, you have all, you know, everything. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the like, last year where you think you know everything too. Right. Like the, the final one. And then you're like, I figured it out. All of these stupid adults have mm-hmm. just been wasting away in obscurity when the answer was right in front of their face. And here I come. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the answer. Um, yeah, I think that it's, like you said, Aberforth is telling this story through the eyes of 15-year-old him. Um, and also it's very easy to say, like, I, what I would have done or how I could have done when you were never in that position. position yeah. You know? And so it's very easy for Aberforth to say, like, he was being selfish and he thought that it was beneath him and I definitely would have been, you know, more diligent and taking better care of Ariana because he was at school and he didn't, wasn't in that position in the first place. Exactly. Um, so a few weeks of it, I'd have, I'd had enough. It was nearly time for me to go back to Hogwarts. And I told them both, um, that they'd better give up now. You can't move her. She's in no fit state. You can't take her with you, whatever you're planning, wherever you're planning to go. Um, and then you're, when you're making your clever speeches, trying to whip yourself up a following, um, Grindelwald didn't like that at all. He called me a stupid little boy. Didn't I understand my boy sister wouldn't have to be hidden once they changed the world and led wizards out of hiding um, and taught the muggles their place. And there was an argument. I had the Cruciatus curse used on me by my brother's best friend and Albus was trying to stop him. And then the three of us were dueling and the flashing lights and bang set her off and she couldn't stand it. Um, I think she wanted to help, but she didn't really know what she was doing. I don't know which of us did it. It could have been any of us and she was dead. I also, though, think that it was obviously Grindelwald. Yeah. He's over here throwing the Cruciatus curse. It's true. 
Like, so he's not like he could definitely be throwing some other right. He's throwing like hardcore unforgivables yeah. out of fifteen year old. Amani's typing, but he's and, that Albus did it, which yeah. And I just don't think like one. So we know that Albus was like still in love with Grindelwald and all of them that good, good and whatever. And then apparently they had a blood pact or some shit that we find out later. Um, but like, he's not going, he's going to try to stun Grindelwald or, you know what I mean? Like a bit, like Aberforth is 15. He knows Expelliarmus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it's obvious. And it always was kind of obvious to me that Grindelwald did it unless there was a stunning spell and then she fell and something hit her head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it, um, the way it's written. Yeah. Bang, and, she's dead. and I don't think that Albus would throw. He, homeboy at like threw the door and got his target. Like, no, no, what I'm saying is like, yes, that, but, but I mean, he's 18. So that's slightly different. Yeah. Um, Amani's like Alberforth and, is dueling Grindelwald. They're sending attacks against each other. Who is Albus dueling? Obviously, like, Albus and... Albus is dueling Grindelwald. <laughs> Sorry, you've never heard... Okay, never mind. Um, the point, though, is... is Or what I was going to say was that, like... I don't believe that, Al- that Albus would be sending killing curses at Grindelwald because that's right. his boo thing, right? Like, he wouldn't... Right. He that's would what be I'm saying. Back. Like, in my head, he'd be holding back. Like, he's he would be like, I'm trying to stop you from hurting my Her- siblings, but I'm not about to, like... Kill you, irk you, because I don't even have that in me to do. Right, he, he, homeboy hid for twenty plus years after that, not yeah. nothing. So it still didn't kill him. So like, <laughs> I just don't think he would be hurling killing curses nowhere. That's what I'm um, saying. It's like it. It makes it seem like because he just says, um, "Could have been any of us," and she was dead. So unless she dies because she gets stunned or something and then something falls or, you know, they stun, I don't know, can you stun someone too hard and they're young and it collapses? I don't know. Like, unless it's like, if she dies from a killing curse, Grindelwald did that shit. Well, so then the other thing too is- And also I'm feeling like he's putting himself in between Grindelwald and Aberforth. Right. And so- um, so Marquita says like maybe they did defensive spells like the Tago or something. Um, Bianca is like they make it seem like you just explode in vain. Apparently, even though I did not peep any of that. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I like in my head, like I get that they don't know who killed whatever. But in my head, I'm always, I'm thinking like. It was like it just to me. It feels like she imploded on herself. Yeah, like I don't know which. In, like it could have been any of us. It was probably all of them oh. stressing her out. Right, they stressed her out, and then her magic burst in a way that killed her. Right, like she technically, allegedly, she might pop up in Fantastic Beasts Four. Like, oh, oh hi, it's me, your girl. What up, Dumbly? What <laughs> up, bro? What's up? Um, in which case, that makes this entire conversation meaningless. Because um, <laughs> you know your girl is out here because she popped up 20 years yeah. later. Um, <laughs> What's good? Uh, she's Bellatrix. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, like, if she dies, first off, it's an accident either way. Yeah. But 
And I also and I also think that like Dumbledore, like whether he he still has a lot of that blame, right? His, this yeah. is only like a few months after mom died. He only had her under his care for like a month or two. Yeah. So regardless of if he like physically is the one to do it, because I don't think that there's any proof that in like who did it. There right. is none. The whole point is that they don't know what happened. Um, he still carries a lot of that blame regardless. Right. And I, I think that even the letting it get far enough where they're fighting and yelling in her presence, like there are, you know, like adults, you know, when they argue and kids are around, like one of the first things they do is like, okay, we about to have this argument. We can't do it in earshot of the kids. Like, cause a grown up thing is, is with, like, these are all kids, but they're all kids. Right. So like another, if this is what, you know what this chapter babies is having babies, this chapter is JK Rowling. It's a, it's a, uh, this, YA novels. <laughs> She's just like, I'm having all these kids do all this stuff. Even right. though it's spent like six books having kids do all this do stuff. Do all this stuff. She's like, it's um, not reasonable. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, it's one of those things where the situation, they're all, not they're all, Dumbledore and Grindelwald are to blame. <laughs> um, Aberforth carries a little bit of blame, but I mean, he's 15. So right. he's even worse than the 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, to me, still, and I will end here, we can move on. If there's a killing curse, Grindelwald did that shit. But yeah, but we don't know. But we'll never know. It was, but I don't think that, I think the point is that they don't know. And like, yeah. it could have been any of them. It could have been none of them. None of them. Um, so... Uh, then he's like, of course, Grindelwald scarpered, um, and Albus was free, wasn't he? Free of the burden of his sister, free to become the greatest wizard of the... He was never free, said Harry. Um, the night your brother died, he drank the potion that drove him out of his mind. Um, he started screaming, pleading with someone who wasn't there. Uh, Don't hurt them, please. Hurt me instead. And like Ron and Hermione are looking at Harry like shooketh because he never talked about never it. Never said that. In the cave. Um, he says, he thought he was back there with you in Grindelwald. I know he did. Um, it was torture to him. If you'd seen him then, you, would, you wouldn't say he was free. Um, I also feel like, yeah, like, there's no, like, I, again, after that, like, whether or not he killed her, like, he's still, like, I'm sure he's carrying that with him. Regardless. Yeah, he's wrapped with it's guilt. Been, it's only been, again, he got, he, he was in charge of her for two months, and then, like, that's just, like, a lot. Yeah especially at such a young age, like there's no way you don't carry that with you regardless of how old you live. Like, And again, no su- support services, emotional or otherwise. And he's 18, his brain ain't fully formed. He's decided that he's to blame. He's got, builds up all of this fucked up pathology that then carries on to his students. Mm-hmm. And he probably is doing all that work and, you know, discovering the 12 uses of magical of dragon blood and stuff because he don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, trying to distract himself. You know? I, I, I'm going to make her death worth it. At least let me do something worthwhile or... Yeah, or just like... I'm going to try to even the scales and put some good in the world. Like, some 18-year-old shit, you know? children so they can know how to control their magic. Control their magic. There's like lots of yeah things that can come out of that. Um... So Aberforth uh, says, how can you be so sure that my brother wasn't more interested in the greater good than in you? How can you be sure you aren't dispensed? How can you be sure you aren't dispensable just like my little sister? Um, 
And the thing is, though, again, like, it's not about dumb. I feel like everybody keeps forgetting that, like, this isn't bigger than, like, any one person. But this is also 15-year-old hurt. Because, like, when yeah, you go, go into this again, like, um, how can you be sure you aren't dispensable just like my little sister? She wasn't dispensable. Like, that's not she, what happened. That's not what happened at all. Was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe um, for the wall, but not, not for Dumbledore. Not, like, for, not for Albus. And he thought he could do both. He could take over the world with Grindelwald and take care of Ariana. And he convinced himself that taking over the world with Grindelwald would take care of Ariana. Mm-hmm. That is, like, not... That's not what dispensable means. Right. You know? Yeah. And even when he was, like, budding up, cozying up to Grindelwald, he was still taking care of, like, yes, it was only two months, but, like, he was there taking care of her to the best of his abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Hermione's like, Dumbledore loved Harry, and Aberforth is like, why didn't he tell him to hide? Why didn't he say to him, take care of yourself, here's how to survive? And Harry says, because sometimes you've got to think more about more than your own safety. Sometimes you've got to think about the greater good. This is war. Because, you know, mm. big Harry energy, to be honest. Um, yeah. But also true. And also true. But also, <laughs> it's like, it's reinforcing the fact that, like, this, he's not doing it for Dumbledore. For Dumbledore. Like, yeah. everyone else isn't doing it for Harry. Like, right. you know? Um, Harry's like, I'm of age and I'm going to keep fighting even if you've given up, which like, again, now all of a sudden it's a love story to YA and I'm just, <laughs> you know, shooketh. I'm just like, put the book. How the turntables. Yeah. <laughs> We're like on my, oh, yeah. oh snap. Um, um, also though, he's like, you're 17 boy. Again, he doesn't realize that Nagini is living inside of Harry's head. <laughs> because that is truth. Like, I mean, not really, because Voldemort doesn't realize that Nagini's living inside of Harry's head. But, like, yes, if Harry Potter was Ronald Weasley, Dumbledore should have been like, yo, you 17. Wow. Go sit down. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean, though? Like, if he, if he was just, if he was Ernie McMillan, then, like, yeah, he shouldn't ask you to fight. But... Albus knows that, like, Harry's in this anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just giving him some of the tools to. So, yeah. Um, so, Abbott is like, who, who says I've given up? And Harry's like, um, you need me to pull out the receipts? <laughs> and basically pulled out the receipts. Um, he did the, the exactly <laughs> the roll, the roll, the roll uh, of the, the order of the phoenix is finished you know who's won it's over anyone pretending it's different is kidding themselves and Aberforth is like I don't say I like it but it's the truth and Harry says your brother knew how to finish you know who and he passed that knowledge on to me I'm going to keep going until I succeed or die don't think I don't know how this might end for years yep. <laughs> like yo I am already in this I know what mm-hmm. it is um Maggie's like, didn't he hear Harry is the chosen one? Exactly. Like he, right. He, he ain't new to this. He true to this. He got chose. Like, we out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry's like, we need to get into Hogwarts. If you can help us, now would be a great time to mention it. So Aberforth is like, 
great. So <laughs> he's just like, well, that was a drag, but okay. Yeah, deep sigh. Uh, he goes to the approach. He goes. He goes to the portrait of Ariana and is like, "You know what to do." She smiles, turns, and walks away. But along what seemed to be a long tunnel painted behind her, um, and then Aberforth. Also, sorry, uh-huh. the painting of Ariana. Yes. When was that painted? Did Dumbledore get that painted? Did they get that painted before she? Well, became an obscurial. It doesn't say how old she is in the painting. She's. Uh-huh. Little, but she died at 11, so she's little. Um, Oh, she died at 14. Still little. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, you know, the paintings, you spend time with your painting, and then they imbue some of yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have been one, and then they could have found a way to connect it to Hogwarts. Like, uh, like, that's one of, it's a, a, you know, it's connected to the Room of Requirement, so it's not like... Like, I don't know how that magic works when it's the room of requirement. Because I don't think I... Or if they was a painting of Ariana after she died. Because they're like, the fat lady isn't a... Well, I don't think she's, oh, a, she's a person. Yeah, she, yeah, it might not. Yeah. It might just be like a after she Artistic, died. yeah. The other thing, too, is that I was thinking that, like, in my head, that passageway wasn't always there. Like, it was only there once. But I don't know how the magic of the room of requirement works. But in my head, it only popped up when they needed it you know Bianca just in here going sorry to go backwards but Aberforth got big feelings and then she has icebox where my heart used to be and I know that song but I don't know who sings it Omarion. and the person Omarion thank you um and Aberforth's face is on top of Omarion's and I'm just saying too that if y'all are going to continue to do this like get better at photoshop or is the bad photoshop like the point I don't know but also you know what? Really, I am hating, and it's not Bianca's fault. I'm still mad about the earlier Aberforth, <laughs> and I'm taking it out on Bianca, and that's, that's not, right. not her You're fault. right. That's not her fault. I'm sorry. That's Imani's fault. That's Imani's fault. That's not Imani. He's the head of the department. <laughs> Let me he, he started this. And they went rogue. Yes. <laughs> to be honest, I have nothing else to say. Moving on. Bianca says that's the point. It's bad. It's gotta be. Which, I mean, it's bad regardless. I don't, like right. whether you had it matched up or not. <laughs> Let's go get no that's why I'm like, does it matter? Because it really doesn't. He didn't have no clothes on. Whole neck <laughs> Just mad about like why in the meadow? Like even before. Obviously, he's out, not allergic to grass. Well, first of all, clearly because you know it couldn't be me. But I'm just like even before the Photoshop, what was happening? Even before the Photoshop, what was the right. situation that had this become a picture that was taken? Anyway, um, Aberforth like there's only one way in now. Um, the uh, the old secret passageways are covered at both ends. The mentors all around the boundary wall. So that was the thing. Like with the Shrieky Shack, is that still? Um, like it's there, it's on lockdown. Um, how do you expect to do to do anything once you get inside with Snape in charge and the Carols as his deputies? Well, that's your lookout, isn't it? You said you're prepared to die. Um, so then Ariana is walking back toward them, growing bigger and bigger as she came. But there was someone else with her, limping along. His hair was longer than Harry had ever seen it. Um, the two figures grow larger until only their heads and shoulders fill the portrait. Then the whole thing swung open on the wall like a little door, and the entrance to a real tunnel was revealed. And out of it clambered the real Neville Longbottom, who gave a roar of delight, leapt down from the mantelpiece, and yelled, I knew you'd come. I knew it, Harry. 
It's your boy. Yeah, it is. Out here, almost my MVP, but I was like, we gonna we gonna wait, we gonna sit we on gonna it. wait. Yeah, you like know. he just showed up, but yeah. I was yeah. Neville. <laughs> exactly. And looking, and Neville done gl- glowed up, glued up, glued up, <laughs> glued up. Don't say that. I know. I almost said that. That's why. Did you hear me? Go up. I was like, flewed out, but glued out, glowed up. Um, you know, he got that scraggly. You know what I mean? That like unkemptness that I love so much. Okay, whatever. Who's your MVP? Harry Potter. Um, I feel like this was a good moment for him to like re-establish his values and his goals before he goes into a situation that's about to be like super messed up. Um, so I, but so I think like writing wise, I think it was a good moment to hit for him to like just kind of like recenter, you know, and like just remember why. Um, and also like being presented with this information and still like staying true to what he had already planned to do and like his decision. Um, in part, because again, it's not about Dumbledore and like him realizing that it's this whole time it's been about him and Voldemort and that's just what it is. Um, so yeah, he's being, he's being a grown. Yeah. Um, same, like he annoys me in a lot of ways, just like not constantly being vigilant and, ignoring the mirror for so long <laughs> until you know and then being like oh yeah you have the mirror and thinking it was Dumbledore which like we already did that with your dad but anyway he's my MVP for the reasons that you said and also for um like being I think this is the moment too where like Harry finally gets to the place where the world is messy. No, nothing is perfect. No one is perfect. All your, none of your heroes are perfect. Um, basically, this is his kill your darlings moment of like, this is where we are. And like, all I can do is make the choices that I make given the, you know, the situation that I'm in. And I can't be worried about the the why's so much or, or the who's or whatever, like, like this is what I'm up against. And so this is what I choose and I'm going to stand in my choice. Right. Um, and I think that that's a very, like you said, like it's a very adult decision. It's a very like, it's, it's and the way that he ends the chapter is very much like, okay, he's the leader that these kids that they're about to go, you know, rally up need um he's like that pure leader that is like he he finally becomes like or not finally becomes but he like owns the mantle of the chosen one and understands all of all of that that entails yeah so harry is my mvp so in the chat Amani MVPs Aberforth the goat for being a great big brother and taking care of his baby sis through thick and through thin, and Bianca and Maggie for proudly repping the department. Bianca MVPs Harry for still making the decision to move forward, even though this ancient man is still living in his 15-year-old self's feelings <laughs> and realizing what this war is about. Marquita MVPs Harry for committing to the fight, being prepared to face his death for the good of the world. Maggie MVPs Hermione for recognizing a face when Harry can't recognize an area face nor a handwriting sample. Honorable mention to Abe's cat for taking the fall for the trio. Hopefully she was given extra treats. 
Forgot about the cat. Wow. <laughs> Portia MVPs Ariana because she deserves shine, especially with the little time her light shone. Mm. Feelings benched. Feelings benched. You go. You know where you go. T- uh, Tiana MVPs Harry Potter for standing in his choices and finding his own leadership. He is able to stay on task and get his job done despite doubts and chatter. You know what I'm saying? He don't hear the haters, okay? Right. Um, and honorable mention, Neville for glowing up in Harry's absence. That's the thing. Harry had to leave so that Neville could spread his wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just... Right? Harry ran so Neville could fly. Yeah. He didn't have the space to grow with Harry there, you know? You know, I have to do nothing because Harry Potter's here. He got it. But then he's not here. He's like, oh, don't mind if I do. Um, I have to. I'm going to go to my grandmother's house sometime this week and take a picture of that big ass port. She got this like, she just, you know, old and black. Like, you got to love it. This big ass portrait of Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson and Barack Obama. Like, it's just big and black. And it's like, Martin sat. So. Jesse could run so Barack can fly or something like, you know, just big and black. The montage, <laughs> just the montage and the flag and an eagle and like, you know. Yes. It's beautiful. <laughs> but uh, that is basically Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's Martin <laughs> I am going to commission this from the, uh, the map. <laughs> The magical portrait squad as recompense for Albus that so Harry could run so Neville could fly. I please do that so that you know I will take that as an apology. I will accept that as an apology for the the, the speedo thingy. Yep, Amani, you know what to do. Get on it. Um, benched. So I know that we don't like to do this, but I had to do this. The whole society, because why? I mean, because I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I don't look at that agenda after we do the announcement. So and my thing is, just like, I mean, like I honestly, like everybody, we we, it's you know, when you need to do it, you got to do it. Like I just feel yeah. like so many things could have been avoided if they, if the world, the society had just started off correctly. If they would have just stopped and said, okay, but how does this work? Right. Just really. Like like real life logistics, because my God. Right. It's just, and the, and the thing that like bothers me the most, um, is the punishing of like the children get punished in all of the ways. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like y'all, like, well, y'all, some like old people, however many years ago, made up the system and y'all keep reinforcing it. And the only people that really suffer are kids. Right. Not the only, like everyone suffers, but yeah, the, the people that suffer the most. Oh. So. Yeah. Visiting sure. society for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Amani benches them damn muggle boys. Um, Bianca benches Abby, Abby for spewing feelings everywhere. Go to therapy. Dumbles is dead. You got to move forward. Bianca talking about Abbeforth reminds me of um, Latrice Royale, the five G's. Good God, girl, get a grip. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, he's he's not wrong. No, it's just the it's just the way with which he 
is he has goes back to that place. But also like people do that. People do that. Yeah. It's not right, but you know, people do that. Marquita benches Grindelwald for random curse throwing that ultimately led to the death of his boo sister and causing Albus's worst memory. Which is like, yeah, Grindelwald does get a big because like he threw a Cruciatus at his boo thing's little brother. Could you imagine? Let my brother's girlfriend come throw a Cruciatus curse at me. What, how does your relationship move forward? After it doesn't. That? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, Portia benches daddy Dumbledore for not doing what's best for his family and leading to this desperate situation. Temper, temper, which is like, we don't talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. What is that, that movie with Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, when he goes uh, to the people that mm-hmm. raped his daughter. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. You know right. what I'm talking about. Yes. And then, like, there's a whole trial and all the stuff. And then, like, he goes, it's just, like, you know, sometimes you just don't get justice for the greater good. Um, Portia does a shade award to Aberforth for shading his brother and his would-be lovers using the word orifice. And I almost forgot about that. <laughs> But, you know, Maggie benches Albus for giving the wizard supremacist movement fertile ground to grow in his own home, letting his co-conspirator have free reign, leading to his siblings' torture and death and ultimately that of countless others. Which did that one for Armani. Did that, I know. It's like Maggie or Armani. I don't care if it's he. Um, an honorable mention to Joanne for the goats. Man, Thank you. Stop being mentioned. Like, I just, he had to stop bringing them up. <laughs> just, right. Like. Why? A Time to Kill. Thank you, Tiana. Time to Kill is a movie. Um, she also benches Aberforth. I can't with the goat thing. It's disgusting. We are a podcast of consent. If those things can't speak a human language, they cannot consent. Hashtag gross. <laughs> I mean, I know that that is the subtext that is basically text, but like... Mm. Honorable mention, no, also benched. The Wizarding World for not providing the Dumbledores and other Wizarding civilians the needed therapy and processing after traumatic events. Honorable mention, the Muggle Boys, y'all gotta go. So, you know, they gotta go. Yeah. But there were also kids, too. They just needed a spanking. They didn't know. You know? Kids are awful. Unless they're, like, again, Tom-esque, because then... Right. But then also, like, you know... Sociopaths are just born sociopaths, and then you gotta catch them early. You know when they're killing cats. Yikes! Thank you for listening. <laughs> Next week, we will be discussing chapter twenty-nine of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows: The Lost Diadem. Portia uh, will be typing. No, she'll be here. Oh, um, that's right. Surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is binge for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Um, don't forget to fill out the survey. Got a couple more days. And yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.